we are preparing to talk with Dr. Bill Warner. Hello. Good evening. Yes. This is Ken McClinton. You are live on the Exceptional Conservative Show. Dr. Bill Warner. I'm delighted to be live with you because I'm a real jealous of you. Why are you jealous of me? <laughs> you spoke with Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. <laughs> I love Colonel West. He's a wonderful man. And he, he's a man. He's a real man. <laughs> with, That's what I mean. He's a man. <laughs> with a tremendous sense of humor. <laughs> he's so serious. Uh, I don't know. I've just I've read what he's written. I, I know. He, he's a tremendous author. And he's a very serious man when it comes to speeches and speaking about national security and foreign policy and domestic issues. But when you talk to him one on one, he is just so real. He's just such a great human being. Dr. Warner, you are also um, one of those individuals I'm going to add to my letter uh, of the greats who have been on our program. And thank you. Uh, thank you so much uh, in terms of joining us tonight. Um, you are one of the you are one of the foremost illuminators for individuals about uh, the truth uh, about Islam. And um, some part of this I'm going to play devil's advocate, but you know where I stand on these particular issues because I have a lot of down low listeners. Uh, so I, I want you to illuminate all of us uh, of what's going on. First and foremost, Dr. Warner, uh, how did you amass uh, how can you, how did you amass such great knowledge about Islam? Well, I just work hard. I started my study of Islam 40 years ago. I'm a 75 year old man. I started my study 40 years ago. So, uh, I've had enough time to do it that I've learned a lot. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned enough by the time I got to, when Osama bin Laden issued his, uh, warning to America and invited America to come to Islam, I went, woo, that's a bad sign. I told some of my friends, we're getting ready to get whacked. <laughs> and then when 9-11 happened, they were like, well, how did you know, man? I just thought I read the playbook. Yeah. So I've, I've spent a lot of time studying. I've always been fascinated by the impact of religion on civilization. I think it's an understudied field. Mm -hmm. And so I've always studied Islam from that standpoint of what it does to civilizations. And on the day after 9-11, I realized that we needed to be able to narrow down the scope on Islam because we'll never defeat the religion of Islam, but we can defeat the politics of Islam. And so I coined the terminology of political Islam because that's the part of Islam that deals with the outsider, with the Kafir, the non-Muslim. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in about Islam. It's religious concepts of going to Islamic heaven and avoiding Islamic hell I have no interest in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, now, Dr. Uh, people will, will say to you, you're biased. I, I mean, you, you just don't understand. Islam is a religion of peace. Uh, it's built on the framework of, of individuals loving one another and, and, and submitting, submitting to uh, Muhammad uh, to do good. Uh, how can you be so, 
you know, antithetical. How can you be so against Islam? Don't you understand those concepts of peace? Actually, I do have some insights into peace, but when you come to my fire house and bother me, I'm saying that's not very peaceful. <laughs> uh, let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me let me give you a brief summary of Muhammad's life as when he became the messenger of Allah. When I, I'm not going to deal with the fact that he was a businessman and a merchant before he received his calling. Uh, he preached the religion of Islam for 13 years in, in Mecca, and he persuaded about 150 Arabs to become Muslim. So that's about 10 a year. Mm -hmm. So he left Mecca at the insistence of the Meccans because he they viewed him as a troublesome man. And this is all, by the way, everything I'm telling you here comes from his official biography, the Sirah. Uh, and yeah. so, I'm not, as well, I can tell people I'm not making this stuff up. Yeah. So he went to Medina, where he became a politician. And again, this comes directly from his biography. And he averaged an event of jihad about every six weeks for the last nine years he spent in Mecca, I mean in Medina. But as a result of all the jihad and political machinations, when he died, every Arab in the Hejaz, which is central Arabia, was the Muslim. So therefore, his success did not come from religion, but it came from politics and jihad. So we can have here, and listen very carefully to what I've told you, yeah. we have here a peaceful Muhammad for 13 years. Mm -hmm. So if you want to argue that Islam is the religion of peace, I go, yes it is. But it is the politics of jihad. Wow. So and what we're touching on here is dualism. One of the things that made leapt off the page at me when I started doing all the study of, of the basic documents of Islam, which by the way, the Quran is the least of the Islamic documents. Mm -hmm. uh, if, we, if we put the Quran and the Sirah, the biography of Muhammad, and the Hadith, which are his traditions, on a table, you'd go, whoa, it's mostly about Muhammad. 86% of the textual doctrine is about Muhammad, only 14% is about Allah. Yeah. So it is religion, but it is also political. And this dualism means that you can anything you want to say about Islam is true. Let me give you an example. Okay. Did Muhammad approve of wife beating? Yes. Did Muhammad forbid wife beating? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, Bill. Which is it? Yes or no? Yes, that is the answer. <laughs> no. And so, and this one makes it. This is what this one makes it hard to put your finger on it. Exactly. So there, there, that was the longest answer to your question. No, it's a perfect answer because there are people who are sitting in my audience listening to this on the down low saying. Once again, that conservative who lives in Washington, D.C. is sending out propaganda around the world that Islam is an evil uh, threat to mankind. Uh, and, and he just doesn't understand the essence. And you have described for us the true essence of Islam. It's yes and yes. It's no and no. It fits what you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's got what you want. Anything you want, Islam has. Do you want monogamous relationships in your marriage? We've got that with Muhammad because he married Khadija and stayed married to her monogamously for some years. But if you want to have a harem, well, Muhammad was master of the harem as well. He had 11 or more wives. So just about anything you want to find in Islam, you'll find. 
Now, you mentioned, by the way, something peculiar, which is you called it a religion. Mm -hmm. I find that most serious Muslims will tell you it is a complete way of life. Oh. It is far more than a religion. How can it be any... It is a religion, but that's the least... How can it be any more... Because they got imams, and they got a little place they go to and they pray. It's it's like a church, isn't it? Well, superficially, uh, that's another whole other question there. <laughs> but yes, it is a religion, but it is much more than a religion. It includes a civilizational doctrine. Okay, mm -hmm. When I tell you how to drink a glass of water, that doesn't fall under the heading of religion. When I tell you how to relate to other people, so and by the way, the, the thing, the most distressing thing I found about Islam is it divides the world into the two groups. The Kafir, I'm Kafir because I do not believe that Muhammad was the prophet of Allah. Mm -hmm. And then we have the believers. Now, when you read the Quran or the Hadith, which are the traditions of the Sirah, you find out that Islam has an ethical system which depends on how, who you are before it knows how to treat you. That is, a Muslim is a brother to another Muslim. Yeah. A Muslim doesn't lie to another Muslim. A Muslim doesn't cheat another Muslim. A Muslim doesn't touch another Muslim's wife. Mm -hmm. Whereas for the Kafir, the unbeliever, the Quran allows explicit uh, rape of Kafir women if they're captured in combat. We, we see this with Islamic State and the sex slaves in Iraq. So Islam's power is that it's much more than a religion. If Islam were a religion, I would not be talking to you now. And, and why is that? I don't have any interest in the religion of Islam. Okay. Okay. Um, now, but I'm very interested in politicalism. Exactly. Exactly. And so a lot of people who are listening tonight are just discovering that it's not really a religion in and of itself. It is a... Well, it is a religion, but it's much, much more. Exactly. It's a complete civilization. Exactly. And that civilization is built on the framework of dualism. Uh, it's built on the framework of virtually being acceptable to anyone and everyone, but it also has a major threat to it in that it doesn't include everyone. There is a group that's not a part of Islam and will never be a part of Islam, and people can't seem to get that, that understanding. And that's why, Dr. Warner, I'm so glad that you're here tonight because you are breaking it down for people to understand. Why is it that the term... Let me give you an example. Yeah. I was going to give you an ethical example. Yes, go right ahead. The cornerstone of the ethical system of the Christian of Christianity is do unto others you would have them do unto you. Would you argue yeah. with that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That is could, could be called. Now, when it says do unto others, which others does that mean? Just other Christians? No, so it means all. Exactly. But Islam does not have a golden rule. Really. Because the, goal, the, the, golden rule, the golden rule is a unitary ethical statement. When I say do unto others, I'm not talking about short others, tall others, green others, black others. I'm talking about others, all others. But with Islam, there is no golden rule because how you treat a man depends on who he is. Is he Kafir or is he Muslim? For instance, there are 12 verses in the Quran which state that a Muslim is never the true friend of a Kafir. That, to me, is the most distressing thing about a part, part of Islam. Wow. Wow. But th that is very deep, uh, Dr. Yeah, Warner. Well, it gets even deeper. 
who are listening tonight and a lot of them are urban conservative well not urban conservative many are urban dwellers washington dc new york and so on and they're listening tonight and they're saying wait a minute but i do know a lot of nice christian a lot of nice muslims they're very nice and very sweet to me and they do have jesus they do have jesus in their quran so if they have jesus in their quran doesn't that make it what what what? Are you serious? It's not there? There's an Isa. Uh-huh. Isa is in the Quran, but Isa ain't Jesus. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down, folks. Isa ain't Jesus. For those who are in the chat room. <laughs> Go right ahead, sir. He bears he is the Isa of the Quran was not crucified. The Isa of the Quran is not part of the Godhead, the Trinity. Isa of the Quran's sole purpose was coming to tell the world that Muhammad was coming. Ahmed is coming, and I'm preparing the way for him. So that's the purpose of Isa. Now, if you're a man who's familiar with the Jesus of the Scripture, the Gospels, that is not the Jesus of the Gospels. Am I correct? That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely Therefore, do you understand what I mean when I now say Jesus ain't in the Quran? Exactly. So there you go, people. Very good. Very well said. We're talking tonight uh, with Dr. Bill Warner, political Islam. And uh, we want to talk with you tonight about getting a very fundamental understanding of what we're facing. Too many of us have listened to those on the left, because actually from the description of Islam, by Dr. Bill Warner, it kind of sounds like the progressives of America. Uh, and we have been uh, sorely uh, put to shame by those who are in power here in this country uh, who don't want to use these terms and hope that you're ignorant. As long as you're ignorant, uh, we are subject to the follies uh, of men. Uh, when we come back from this particular break, we're going to really get deep into the political Islam and there are questions that are beginning to roll in from the chat roll. I'm going to ask those questions. But we are so grateful to have Dr. Bill Warner with us tonight, Political Islam. You can go to his website, uh, which is politicalislam.com, to get more details. We're not going to have enough time. But you know one of the things I'm going to talk about is the crusade. You know one of the things I'm going to talk about uh, is why is this nation afraid to use the term radical jihad and, and so much more so stay tuned with us on the exceptional conservative show about. 
Yes, we do. And you're going to have to come back because these, oh boy, these questions start to pop in now. <laughs> we are talking tonight with Dr. Bill Warner. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be right back with more of the best uh, in urban conservative talk. This is the Exceptional Conservative Show live from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., that is. <laughs> uh, Dr. Warner, uh, there are some people out there who would say, listen, I understand where you're coming from because you're a little hurt about the Twin Towers being knocked down, and I'm glad they rebuilt them. Uh, and quite frankly, Dr. Warner, you know, this is really not the fault of you know, Islam, it's the fault of a few 14 people who just went nuts one day. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, it, it's, it's not Islam that we have to worry about. We just have to worry about a few bad apples coming across uh, and fighting uh, us, uh, terrorizing us. Uh, sir, am I on the right track here with these, these statements for those uh, that I hear from? You 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 have attended the cultural liberal training on Islam. <laughs> yes, I have. So please illuminate us. Let let this world know where they're going wrong. <laughs> could we could we start with a simple question? Yes, sir. What is Islam? Uh, it's a well. Way of you'd be amazed how many people can't answer that question. Yeah, I'm going to give you the answer. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Islam is the do- is the doctrine found in the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad. And the Sunnah of Muhammad is his life and his traditions. So if it is in the Quran, if it is in the Sunnah of Muhammad, it is Islam. If it is not in the Quran or the Sunnah of Muhammad, it is not Islam. So now notice what I've neatly done here. I've now drawn a circle and I've said inside of this circle is Islam, outside of this circle is not Islam. Yeah. So what we need to do here is we need to look inside the circle and look at who was Muhammad and who was Allah. Mm-hmm. So all of our answers need to come from Allah and Muhammad. And if you'll notice the rest of my talk, I've already started talking this way. I want to bring the voice of Muhammad and the voice of Allah into the discussion. Okay. And once we've done that, we know we're talking about Islam. We do not want to talk about Muslims because Muslims are people. There's one and a half billion of them, and I don't have time to talk to one and a half billion people. Yeah, exactly. But I do have time to know Muhammad and know Allah. So we have to start with that. Okay. And, and by the way, notice here that if you've got an expert, a Muslim friend who's an imam, and he says something that agrees with Allah and agrees with Muhammad, he's right. If he says something that disagrees with Allah and Muhammad, then he's wrong. So why do we need the, the professional? All we need is Muhammad and Allah and skip the in-between part there. Yeah. Okay. So so in, in so this... All our answers need to come from Allah and Muhammad. So if, if all these answers come from there, how is it that we get to a point... If you're going to talk about it... Yeah. How, how do we get to a point where they become a threat from the origins of it? Uh, how, do, how do they become a threat to civilization? Glad you asked. Mm-hmm. We've already given a big hint here, which is that Muhammad preached the religion of Islam. There are two Muhammads, if you will, and there are two Qurans. Okay. Now that sounds heretical, but here, let me, here we go. I've already told you the summary of Muhammad's life 
as a the messenger of Allah, which is he preached religion for 13 years, didn't have much success, became a politician and a jihadist, whereupon he had magnificent, overwhelming success. <clears throat> so therefore, we have this, we have the, what is you talking about the 13 men, or the 19 men on the World Trade Towers? Yeah. That's not my big concern. My big concern is the fact that Muhammad laid out the pattern for them dying in jihad, in a, trying to destroy the kafir by use of deception, is part of Islam. This is not something... Look, jihad has been going on for 1,400 years. Do you know how many people have died in jihad over 1,400 years? How many people have died? 120 million Africans, 80 million... Hindus, 60 million Christians, and 10 million Buddhists. 270 million people have died over 1,400 years. Therefore, the 3,000 that died on 9-11 are insignificant in comparison to that 270 million. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So that's the problem. The problem is the exemplary answer. Muhammad is the perfect man. There are 91 verses in the Quran which state that Muhammad is the perfect pattern for the divine sacred life. So Muhammad was a jihadist. So therefore, if you're a jihadist, you're following in the footsteps of Muhammad. You're following the sunnah of Muhammad. S-U-N-N-A, sunnah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to keep our eye on. We need to keep our eye on Muhammad. We need to keep our eye on Allah. Everything else is immaterial. So uh, for, jihad has been going on for 1,400 years. It's not something that was made up recently. So for Allah, jihad is acceptable. It matches with both of them. It's called fighting in all of cause, a poetic expression. Mm -hmm. I, I, my favorite poetic expression that comes from the Hadith, paradise lies in the shade of swords. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Paradise is heaven. Heaven lies in the shade of swords. How's that for mixing your politics and your religion? Wow, that's, that's a very bloody uh, thought. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it ain't that gold standard of, he of heaven from a Christian's point of view. Um, no. <laughs> have you ever seen, have you ever studied Islamic heaven? No, I haven't. I haven't. Please educate me and illuminate me. It's not at all like what most people's concept, most people's concept of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. Okay. How is it different? Uh, you have, you have. Well, you have the male in paradise has these huris, which are sacred lovers, if you will. They're devoted only to you. That's the mythical, what is it, 72 virgins? 72, That's yeah. The, 70, the number 72 is, is mythical. Mm -hmm. But the fact that the, uh, the Quran promises that you will have these wonderful sexual partners. You will also have wine that won't give you a hangover. Mm -hmm. You will also uh, have the finest food, and then you will have young boys as beautiful as pearls. Woo! So it is a it is a wonderful place to be, Islamic paradise, if you're into earthly pleasures. What? So that includes? Wait, wait a minute now. We're saying that Muhammad and Allah, <laughs> little boys, wouldn't we think of that as pedophilia? <laughs> well, that's what you call it. I'm just quoting for, I'm just quoting for the Quran. Oh, just quoting? Okay. <laughs> I didn't write the stuff. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I 
just tell you why I just tell you why I do not draw conclusions. I just give you the information that you figured out for yourself. Wow, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> this is deep. All right, so uh Allah Muhammad dies. <laughs> wow. Muhammad dies. Uh and I mean, how does he get from Medina to Mecca to Islam virtually taking over uh, Middle East and Africa? Now, you've touched on a very important process here. You mentioned before we break about the Crusades, and most people view the Crusades as a bunch of uh, European thugs who uh, just went over to beat up on some precious Muslims in the Middle East because they were greedy, hungry fools. Yeah. Let's start off with Christianity. Let's start off with Christianity. Are you aware of the fact that Iraq used to be a Christian nation? Yes, I am. Syria was a Christian nation. Lebanon was a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. Did you know that half of Persia was Christian? Wow. Afghanistan was Buddhist. Pakistan was Hindu. So North Africa was Christian. Egypt was Christian. Yeah. Turkey was Christian. As a matter of fact, we have a mention of, of Turkey in the Revelation of the New Testament, which it talks about Asia Minor. Yes. So how did all that Christianity disappear? What happened to it? Yes. Islam happened. So this Islam expanded by military power. And this what? is all clearly written. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So are you trying to tell... And, uh, are, Dr. Warner, are you trying to tell me... Because Jesus sent out 12 disciples that were apostles and they preached the gospel and it's throughout the world. Are, you're trying to tell me that they spread the message of Islam with the sword? I'm afraid to give you the news. Let's talk about you. Have you heard about Yazidis? The Yazidi sex slaves? The Yazidis used to be a very prominent religion in, in and around Iraq. Uh -huh. When Umar burst out of, who was the second caliph, came out of Arabia, he left the head of a Yazidi every kilometer on his way to Persia. Cool! He put it up on a pole. Now, this, believe it or not, is a very powerful persuasive technique. Oh, God! Let me explain, <laughs> let me explain something to you. Military power or any kind of power is attractive to people. As Osama bin Laden said, everyone likes a strong horse. Are you aware of the fact that after 9-11, many people became Muslim here in America? Really? Wow! And that's because people... I'm going to tell you a little story from the, the life of Muhammad. Mm -hmm. This is clearly written in the Sirah. And it said this man came in and he said, he asked his brother, said, why did you kill your business partner who was a Jew? And the, his brother said, well, because Muhammad said to kill every Jew you could lay your hands on. He said, but that man who is your business partner put the fat on your belly, and you killed him because Muhammad told you to do so? And he said, yes. He said, if Muhammad told you to kill me, your brother, would you kill me? He said, yes, I would. He says, this is a wonderful thing. I must become a Muslim, too. Oh, my God! <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, you're talking... Christians think of liberation, and but, oh, oh my! You've mentioned another interesting word there. Okay, go forth. Liberation, liberation refers to freedom. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Liberation.
is not based upon liberation and freedom. Islam is clearly based upon slavery. Have you ever heard the term Abdullah, the, the Islamic name Abdullah? Yes. It means slave of Allah. Abid is slave Allah, slave of Allah. So everyone, the civilization of Islam is to determine that all the world will become a slave of the Sharia, a slave of the Quran, a slave of Allah. And the true freedom is to follow all the exquisite rules that are contained in the Sharia. So the goal of Islam is slavery. The goal of others is, uh, my personal goal, for instance, is freedom. Yes. Wow. Wow. I, I, want, I want to talk with you. And this stuff will stretch your head, won't it? It stretched my head. I, oh, my God. I, it's, my head's like twice as large now. I, wow. So <laughs> we're sitting and we're talking with Dr. Bill Warner. This will not be his last time on our program. Uh, he is one of the individuals. Is that a threat? Uh, that's a threat. That's a threat. You got to come back because we ain't got to have enough time. Uh, we're talking 1,400 years, and, and we haven't even got to really dabble into uh, moving from Medina to from Medina to Mecca. But I, I want to get this question in real quick because it's in our chat roll, and, and somebody asked it. Uh, Dave Milner, uh, the unpleasant blind guy, uh, asked this question. He said, "Please ask Dr. Warner what happens in a given country." when nice Muslims begin forming communities, what do they do then to people already in those countries? Very fascinating question. Mm -hmm. Remember, every Muslim is to repeat the life of Muhammad. When Muhammad first manifested, that is when Muslims first come to a new civilization, a new culture, they're wonderful to be here, they love the new country. People are so nice. Yeah. We just want to live our religion. Yeah. That's all we want to do. We're simple, plain people. Got it? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Islam is, is revealed in stages. So that's the beginning, Islam. It's just a religion. What was Muhammad's first position in society? He preached the religion of Islam. No one died in Mecca. Now, there are a lot of people who are getting ready to die in Medina when he goes there because now he's become a politician and a jihadist. So what's going to happen? Well, as Muslims become more and more and they form, as individuals, they're one thing, but Islam lays a heavy, sorry, lays a heavy emphasis on the Sunnah, on the, not the Sunnah, the Ummah, yeah. the community. So what happens is they start forming communities. And what happens now is, is those communities start making demands. Mm -hmm. Demands like, our children should not have to eat your food at school. They should eat halal food. Mm -hmm. right? And that we need a room to pray in mm -hmm. at school. We need, and so they start making demands. The history that you teach in your books is not the history we like and want. We want, a, we want the history books rewritten so they tell the story of Islam like we want it told. Wow. So then come the demands. After the demands becomes force. You will do it this way. And now then creates the plan of fear. Is what happens is Islam grows. Let's take Europe for an example. Yeah. For a long time and Muslims just moved in. Life was fine. But now then there's places to go in Europe where you, I can't go unless that armed guards with me. Yeah. Because I am no longer welcome in their area in their no-go zone. Mm. So, so Islam 
reveals itself in stages. Mm -hmm. And the the that's what did. yeah, and the ultimate goal a goal of Islam is not for coexistence; it's in for conquering. Well, let me give you the, the remember I told you I was going to talk to you about Muhammad a lot. Yes. Look at Medina. Medina was originally half Arab and half Jewish. Some yeah. of the Arabs left Medina, went to Mecca, became Muslim. They came back, and then they, they when when Muhammad left Mecca. That he was invited to come to Medina. Mm -hmm. He became a politician, and this is clearly written. Five years later, there were no Jews left, and that city was half Jewish. There were no Jews left, every one of them gone, and every Arab that was in Medina was a Muslim. So they came in as a persecuted minority as migrants. Got the picture? Yes. And at first they were grateful. Then they began to make demands until finally Medina was 100% Muslim. That is the, the Sunnah, the pattern of Muhammad. That is the pattern that's to be repeated. Look, Islam is very, if you'll just read the playbook, it's all there. Wow. I don't have to make any of this stuff up. And you're not. It is there. It's all there. But we've been told. It is there. Yeah, it's yeah. There. Yeah, we've been told that, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you. Guys like Dr. Bill Warner and, and, and other of these conservatives like Kim, you guys are extremists uh, and, and you're propagandists and, and you, you like to toss out mythologies to people and, and you're very hurtful. Don't you know you hurt people's feelings? Uh, you know, it's, it's like that. But the truth of the matter is, one is a faith, which is Christianity. The other is a fear uh, by force which is Islam. You're either part of it or you're not. Um, and if you're not, then woe be your life. You won't have it long. We talked about the Crusades for just a moment, and, and this is where uh, a lot of people misunderstand them, and, and we're going to end because it, we, we're going to end tonight with talking about slavery. And I got to let you go in 10 minutes of the hour. You've already gone beyond your time period. Uh, and that's because of me. Hey, if, I'm already, hey, hey, Ken. Yeah. Hey, Ken, I'm into overtime. I know. I for, get overtime wait. Yes, you do. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm really, I'm really intrigued here. We, we have the Crusades. And you know how the Crusades were. The Europeans came out and they just destroyed everything in front of them. They they killed a lot of the the Muslims and and were re, and were real mean spirited and tried to take back Jerusalem. Uh, and, and and they 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 attacked everything in their way. How many how many of those battles actually took place that you know of uh, where they eliminated all of the Muslims? I only know of one in which that happened. And that is a very Islamic thing to do, by the way. So I don't know how Muslims would complain about something doing Islamic. <laughs> but the point, here's, here's, here's the point I want to make. Uh -huh. The Crusades were a defensive war. They were a defensive war because, remember, Jerusalem was a Christian city, a Jewish city. All these areas were Christian. They were being subjugated by Islam, and the cry for help went out. Now then, the Crusaders did a bunch of bad stuff. I'm not going to try to defend that. Yeah. But I am going to say that there, in essence, was a defensive war. 
Let me give you an example. The Crusades ended 800 years ago. Mm -hmm. No one has died in the Crusades lately. Jihad is current today. The Crusades were a temporary phenomenon. They're gone. But Jihad is... We, we, I'll bet you I can get on the web right now and find some Jihad attack that's happened somewhere around the world today. Very true. Against it. very true. That's very true. So the Crusades were an event that happened a long time ago, and they were defensive because the Christians were being barred from going to Jerusalem as, as pilgrims. Christians were being persecuted. So the Christians in Europe went to defend them. As I said, they made some bad moves. By the way, I totaled up. We were talking about this 1,400 years of jihad. Yeah. I sat down and totaled up the number of battles that I could find that were offensive battles by Islam over a 1,200-year period. There were 548 battles fought by Islam against the rest of the civilized world. Do you know how many offensive crusade battles there were? Fourteen. Wow. Wow. But, oh my, I got to have you come back just to talk about that. In, in finale, because, I, oh my God, I got to touch this subject here too. We're running out of time. I want to thank the great people who are listening via Red Nation Rising. I know that you all are getting ready to leave. Thank you for listening to the recast at 2 a.m. on Liberty Channel at Red Nation Rising. And for all of you who are listening right now, uh, we're being blessed on SHR Media Live and also High Plains Pundit Media Live. We are talking with Dr. Bill Warner. Dr. Bill Warner, we had Columbus Day. And we also have a president who blames white America for slavery. Uh, I want you to tell me what was the singular cause for both of those particular things to happen? Ken, could you repeat your question? You cut out on me a little bit. Okay, I apologize. What was the singular reason for us to have had Columbus Day and also the slave trade uh, in America? Oh, the slave trade. Uh, I thought we were trying to phase out. I know! <laughs> intellectual bombs. <laughs> Can we say is how, how much can I have two minutes? You got it, you got it. Go right ahead. First off, let's deal with slavery. Muhammad was a slave owner. He retailed slaves, he wholetailed slaves, he tortured slaves, he prayed while slaves were beaten. He had black slaves, white slaves. His favorite sex slave was a white Christian woman from Egypt. Mm. We know he had black slaves. He stood by while Umar beat one of his blacks uh, his wife's black slaves to get some information from her. So Islam is deeply involved in slavery. Now, this is ironic, because in the prison system, what the, what the propagandists for Islam say is, you know, religion of the white man is Christianity, the religion of the black man is Islam. Mm. In the slave trade, who are the wholesalers on the African coast that sold slaves to the evil white man on the wooden ship? I'll give you the answer. They were Muslim slave traders. Mm. This was a business that was done with invoices, cash, and everything such things. Here's another interesting thing about slavery. The Arab, the Muslims ran the slave trade on the Mediterranean coast, the Atlantic coast, and the west and the eastern coast of Africa. Do you know how many white Europeans were taken into slavery over the slave trade in the Arab world? Over a million. Wow. Now, there turns out there were many more black slaves, but we need to understand here that Islam was an equal opportunity in slavery. 
I'm the first man who ever put together all of the Arab words that mean slave. And there are, I don't remember the number, but I think it's 42. Let me ask you a question. If you're talking to a man who's got one word for an escaped child slave, another word for an escaped female slave, and another word for an escaped male slave, are you talking to somebody who's sophisticated and deep into slavery? Pretty much. When a, slave, a black slave is a black slave is called Hobbit. A white slave is called. Uh, oh, it slips my mind here just a moment. Mm. Anyway, they had a different name for every slave depending on their race. Mm. Does this tell you something about a civilization that is deep into the sophistication of slavery? Yes. Do you know when the slave markets were closed in in, in Arabia? Nineteen sixty. Do you know what the highest price slave in the Mecca slave market was for fourteen hundred years? A white young woman. I leave that to your imagination. Mm. Mm. And why was a white woman the highest price slave? Because Muhammad's favorite sex slave was a white skinned, a fair skinned woman with curly hair from Egypt who was his favorite sex slave. So there's just a brief touch on the slavery there. Little things might find interesting. Wow. Finally, Columbus Day. Why is it that we celebrate Columbus Day in America? Well, for the white folk, it was the time that the first white boy showed up on the, that made any impact on the west, on the east coast of uh, America. <laughs> is it because you came this way simply because you couldn't go east? <laughs> Actually, you, you, you see, now you're getting to the more serious answer. The reason the white boys came to trying to go sailing west to find the access to the east, because Islam had cut off all the trade between the Europeans and the Orient. Oh, oh my! And so they were looking for another slave, not another slave trade, another trade for another way to have trade with the east. So they are connected. Doctor Bill Warner political Islam. If you never listen to my show again, you definitely have to go to political Islam, click it, put it on your bookmark, star it, whatever it takes. Listen to his work. And yes, we've had um, a, a, a Muslim in our chat role uh, who was making some statements. We didn't throw him out. We let him make his statements. But that's how powerful this message is. The truth will reach you and it will make you free. So ladies and gentlemen, go to Political Islam, do yourself a favor, get the readings, get watch the videos, get the books, much better, I believe. Uh, Dr. Bill Warner, Political Islam, uh, the threat that the secular righteousness or secular righteous don't want you uh, to know about. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, uh, and we're going to have you back very soon, sir. I got too many questions. I'm still jealous. I'm still jealous of you, Ken. You still have spoken with my favorite military guy, <laughs> and, Colonel Allen West. Wow! And I have spoken tonight with my favorite historian, as well as knowledge of that one. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you. We will talk with you real soon. Thanks a lot, Ken. I appreciate what you do. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. Uh, forgive me for being the geek that I am, but there is nothing like the opportunity of talking with 
Dr. Bill Warner. I hope